Welcome to the Unity Podcast brought to you by Unibridge. I'm Yun Cheng, your host for today. So before we start, here's a little plug about Unibridge. We are a Singapore overseas education community aimed at bridging the information gap and bringing seniors and juniors closer together. If you'd like to join our community, please search us up on Instagram at unibridge underscore sg to find out more. On this episode of the podcast, we have invited Hazel, a second year psychology student at the University College London, um, to share more about her overseas university journey. So welcome Hazel to our show today. Hi. Hi, thanks for having me. So uh, maybe you can, you know, give us a brief introduction about yourself. Sure. Um, so I think you've said most of it. So basically, I am a second year at UCL now and I'm um, doing psychology. And I basically, like I was from RJ and I took kind of a biochem, math, econs, a very quite basic kind of combination and I decided to take on psychology because I thought it was really interesting and um, UCL is supposedly supposed to be quite good at psychology so yeah. Mm-hmm. So actually right like how has your uni experience been so far? I mean that's a really generic question but uh, <laughs> it's, it's been great I think most of it was kind of in Singapore because we had to mm, come back yeah. in like last year last year March for because of COVID mm-hmm. so I basically had like six months there um, but the six months was quite intense. I would say a lot of settling down in London mm. and then, you know, figuring things out on your own and making like completely new friends and mm. just trying a lot of things in uni, whether it's academic wise or exploring your career mm. options or like societies and interests and stuff like that. So it's been a wild ride, I would mm. say. So you have been back in Singapore since like what, 2019? No, 2020. 2020 March, yeah. Oh, so you haven't been back since then? Lah. No, sadly. Yeah, I wanted to go back yeah. um, in September, but then my mm-hmm. parents were like, nope, because <laughs> the situation just got really bad. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Especially in London, right? Because I actually, I've interviewed a, um, a few Oxbridge guys um, previously, and I think within like the Oxbridge campus, it's slightly better. Like, more people have went back. Yeah, yeah I felt like they have kind of testing... Um, mm-hmm. things set up like protocol set up um, within Oxford and Cambridge like the, the unis and the mm-hmm. halls but then I think because UCL and, and the other London unis are so big and spread out that mm-hmm. it's not really possible I see I see so actually right um, you know maybe we can start off today's um, podcast by um, kind of letting the audience know um, why do you apply to um, like okay what, firstly like why overseas instead of Singapore and like secondly, why UK? <laughs> sure. Okay. So why overseas? I think most importantly was um the course. I think mm-hmm. um I don't want to say that Singapore psychology is not good, but um <laughs> I felt that um for UCL at least mm-hmm. it was supposed to have kind of a very historic legacy mm-hmm. that it, uh compared to like some of the other UK schools even um and globally I would say. Mm-hmm. So like the so firstly of course like to persuade my parents, the rankings are high for UCL psychology. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um I think that because also UK psychology is very science based. So for Singapore it's mm-hmm. very like social sciencey, more humanities based. But in mm-hmm. the UK it's supposed to be more sciencey and it's supposed to be 
I was hoping that it would be more rigorous in the aspect in terms of kind of using the scientific method to really like explore mm-hmm. the different topics within psychology itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one reason why. So like, be- just because like you are supposed to be good at psychology. Um, and I think on top of that, of course, is the whole like overseas experience. I think it gives me personally like a lot of space and room to be free. I would say like mm-hmm. um, that. I mean, being free is not exactly good or bad because like you need to know what you want and what you want of the mm-hmm. of the experience, right? But then, um, like I had, I feel like in Singapore, I didn't have a lot of chance to explore a lot of things I wanted to do. But then in London, I am not really bound by anything. Like I don't really have to live mm-hmm. up to anybody's mm-hmm. expectations. Um, but beyond that, also I think London or like just overseas there's also more like opportunities that gives me like career-wise for example it allows me kind of it opens up like for example Europe and the UK market for me mm-hmm. if I want to apply which is what I'm trying to do right now mm-hmm. um yeah and I think why specifically London um or the UK well I wouldn't say that, uh, maybe London I mm-hmm. um chose UK because of London but uh London specifically is because like it's kind of like a city and I really like that like fast-paced like bustling kind of vibe mm-hmm. I feel like that's where a lot of things are just happening at the same time so for example like at UCL every night basically at like after classes mostly and you basically at every point in time you have like four or five things going on and you can basically choose to go do whatever you want mm. um and just there's just so many options um i feel and um for ucl as well it's like a campus university like campus a city campus university Wait, so is it like is ucl kind of like integrated into the like the city itself or or is it like um, a centralized so have, campus yeah so we have like a main campus but mm. it's really small so like it's it, it has gates and stuff but it's really small and then but the thing is um it has kind of uh individual buildings for like different faculties Ooh, scattered okay. around London. So it's if you yeah, it's not really like a central campus. A bit like you can think a bit of it a bit like SMU but like scaled up. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, in terms of like how it's embedded in the city. Yeah. So I think yeah. What was I saying before mm-hmm. that? Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like Honestly, so you you chose London because like it's such a bustling city, right? So how has London treated you so far <laughs> back in twenty nineteen? Um, I would say it's it's quite. Uh, hmm. I mean, okay. The thing is, I guess it's kind of ironic because like the thing that I dislike the most about London is that it's mm. really inefficient. But I don't think it's a London problem. I think it's a UK problem. Like, for <laughs> I example, know. I took like a whole week to set up my bank account when I first got there and it was terrible. Like I walked 20km in one day just to mm-hmm. set up a bank account because they directed me to like everywhere basically. Um, so that was really frustrating because London in general, administrative-wise, things are just really, really inefficient. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think it's really fun. Um, it, at, Like I said, like any point in time, there's always something going on that suits your interests, I think, whether it's like societies or like if, you don't, if you're not that interested in kind of school life, there's always other things going mm-hmm. on. Like people, I mean, people like clubbing a lot, I guess. That, um, yeah. that's also like I know people who like uh, travel a lot or like go do different things like bouldering and mm-hmm. and also in the winter go like on ski trips and stuff so I think 
it's just that at any point in time, there's always a lot of things to do and a lot of things that you can mm-hmm. explore and you're never bound to that one thing. You never have to like really commit mm-hmm. to one thing, um, which I think is really good for exploring, especially at this age, I guess. Sounds amazing. <laughs> so, um, you know, you mentioned about, you, 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 know, you know, at first you talked a lot about, you know, wanting to find a good school with a good reputation, good ranking for psychology. So why exactly, what, like, what made you choose to study psychology? Because, you know, I, you studied BCME, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, in JC, we don't usually like, we are not usually exposed to um, like the, the subject of psychology per se. So what made you like kind of um, decide to apply for psychology? Yeah, okay. So um, I think like a lot of people are interested in psychology. Like mm-hmm. people always say, you know, psychology is so cool. Like talk about like the human brain and, and mm-hmm. explore how people think and stuff like that. And But the thing is, yeah, a lot of people don't want to take psychology. I think um, I had a hard time convincing my parents to let me take psychology as well, just mm-hmm. because I think there's like a cultural thing. Like we always want to do something especially at uni that's really practical and related to career and especially for me going into university like taking taking up psychology I kind of knew that I most probably didn't want to be a psychologist after that so that was a pretty hard decision to make um, but what made me like really choose that in the end was kind of I feel like it's I think back to kind of the theme of like exploration I feel like in Singapore, I really never really had the chance to explore all of things that I wanted to do. Like you said, I, we couldn't try out psychology in, in JC, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think if you do IB, at some few schools, you can do psychology. But I think ultimately, a lot of it, a lot of our subjects, for example, were limited. I didn't have a lot of uh, chances to explore. But mm-hmm. then psychology was something that I was really interested in. And I also like did a bit of research, basically, like in my free time, kind of between the different years like after exams I would take like online courses on like you know you're familiar with like Coursera and and DBX Mm. um all those online course websites um and it was something that I was pretty sure I was interested in uh so I really wanted to like for once in university really try out something that I'm interested in in. and Mm. also like because I feel like I had always like a love-hate relationship with learning like I Mm. always kind of I, I really like like learning more about things around me and stuff like that but I I couldn't find a topic that I was really interested in and I felt like I could it could be something like learning in general could be something that really like drives me if it's something that I'm interested in Mm -hmm. you know I could be really motivated by it so then I really wanted to try it um and on top of that also I think this is an answer that I give to all my university admission interviews um, (laughs) that like (laughs) I am always good at the sciences, but I'm always interested in the humanities and I'm not that great in the humanities. So I think psychology is like a good bridge of the two of them, especially psychology in the UK because it's so scientific. But at the same time, you're also like exploring the human condition. Uh, yeah, so I think it's like a good marriage of my strengths and my my interests, I would say. Mm-hmm. I see, I see. So um, you mentioned that psych- studying psychology in the UK is very much more technical than um, what you get in Singapore. So what kind of, um, what aspects do you, um, like in particular, th- that really like defines the, the kind of psychology education in uh, the UK? Yeah. Okay. So like, I'll just talk about like a few things. Okay. So firstly, like um, the kind of 
course structure in terms of like modules mm. and secondly also like um how they kind of teach us and, and how we prepare for exams mm. so maybe firstly like in terms of like the course structure and the modules um for you at least the first two years is pretty fixed you basically cover all aspects of psychology so like you know like psychology there's different types like social mm-hmm. psychology developmental and all those are compulsory um i think compared to singapore i think in singapore it's it's more kind of optional i would say you don't have to like it's not a compulsory thing that you have to cover all aspects of psychology especially um i know my friends who are at nus like because they can select their own module so mm-hmm. it's basically just what you're interested in so they have like that good foundation in terms of I mean, because we are also, uh, kind of we, how do I say this? We have the the British Psychological Society gives us like a cert at the end of it, so oh, okay. it it goes through like an organization, and they have to approve everything we do. So it's it has to be all all rounded, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of the modules as well, so it's very like math and sciencey heavy. So we have the the two compulsory modules for the first two years that spend a whole um, academic year basically is statistics and um, lab work so like statistics mm. like you know hy- hy- hypothesis testing mm-hmm. and stuff like that and then um, lab work is really writing lab reports designing experiments and how do you like control stuff how do you manipulate stuff and, mm-hmm. and what makes a good experiment basically so I would say in terms of like having to take those two modules and like the emphasis on those two modules make it more scientific i would say like it's very heavy in that sense mm-hmm. uh yeah so that's for like the first point i think for the second point about exams um how like the modules are taught is that a lot of the people who are actually conducting the research at ucl um are our lecturers so like even within for example like um developmental psychology every week maybe is a different lecturer just because they want someone who's really specialized in that area mm. within developmental psychology to kind of teach us and what they usually do is kind of present um uh kind of an overview of the research in that area and and basically like the essentials that we have to know if we are fresh to the area Mm. and what they but the thing is like there's a big jump from that to the exams so the exams they want us to basically when they ask us a question they want us to consider what are the remaining uncertainties in the field and how are we going to contribute to that so like for example you can propose like a new research line like line of research or you can uh talk about um maybe emphasis should be on somewhere so like i think it's it, the the whole kind of modules uh, all the modules are kind of structured on how do you progress the scientific field mm. um yeah so that's that's i hope that makes sense uh, that's, that actually make, that, uh, that's actually like a very interesting point you know because um from what i've heard from like um a lot of students studying locally a lot of the core structure is basically you know um reading about a lot of material and then taking like like either doing assignments or doing the test but what you mentioned is more of like exploratory kind of like research based kind of yeah because yeah yeah because like our contact hours are really little so like mm-hmm. um maybe it's like 12 13 hours a week um so a lot of it is like your own thing like how do you want to why are you interested in you can read out on anything you want so mm-hmm. i guess that it is exploratory like you said um and it's also like i guess 
in like from how they structure the module what i think is that mm. they're looking at kind of developing the next generation of researchers they want people mm. to continue coming to ucl and obviously contributing to the psych scene at I ucl and maintain their reputation but um basically adding on to the field yeah mm. so how would you say like ucl differs from like the other london universities and oxbridge like cost wise or like general wise mm. I guess you can talk about cost-wise and then maybe a bit more generalized afterwards. Yeah, okay. So, um, cost-wise, so for the other London universities, to be fair, I'm not really sure what's the difference. I know uh-huh. for LSE, I didn't choose to go to LSE because their department is relatively new mm. and relatively small. So, um, I felt that if I wanted to go overseas, I'm going to spend that money anyways. I might as well go somewhere with like the legacy and, mm. you know, having the actual researchers teach you. Um, I know Imperial doesn't have psychology. Uh, Kings. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not very sure about what Kings does, to be mm. fair. Um, I know Edinburgh. I applied for Edinburgh. Mm. Uh, they... Yes, I applied for for anybody. I applied um for business and business and psychology. So I think Edinburgh, because it's a four year program, they are a bit more flexible in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, they let you have greater control of your module selection as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think why I chose UCL again is just because of their reputation. To be fair, yeah, yes. and and also yeah, it's just I just had to justify it to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like I mean, yeah. the typical right. I mean, they're spending the money. Yeah. <laughs> I had to. I I just had to justify them. Like every year when the when the mm. uni ranking come, comes out, I'm like, look, you sell second. Oh. <laughs> At least you're enjoying like studying psychology in UCL, So that's great, right? Yeah. Um. And in terms of Oxbridge, mm. I so I didn't get into. I applied for Cambridge. And I didn't get in. Mm. But what I know about Cambridge Psych is that they were originally under, okay, this is, I'm not 100% sure, but I think they were un, uh, originally under natural sciences or sciences, mm-hmm. some kind of like other thing, and then they branched out mm-hmm. um, into psychology. So yeah, I would say they're like relatively new as well. I think the only place that's like in the UK that's better than UCL would be Oxford. I have no idea why I didn't apply there. <laughs> uh, but, but, um, yeah, I think theirs is experimental psychology, so I would think that theirs is even more scientific-based and scientific-focused than us, yeah. Mm, I see, I see. So, um, you know, I've, I've talked to a few of my Oxford and Cambridge friends. Um, They are very, like, their, their school is very famous for, you know, like, their supervi- supervision system. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What about UCL? Like, do you guys just you know, go for, like, those normal seminars and lectures instead, or...? Like, how, how does it really work? Okay, so from what I know for Oxbridge, uh, mm-hmm. they have, like, supervision, like, really often, and they have to, like, prepare super extensively for it. Mm-hmm. We have seminars, um, which I would say would be comparable to their supervision because it's re- quite small group as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, it's 10 or less people. So um, the seminars are... Yeah, like like you know, in JC you have your tutorials, just that this scaled down and it's more intense because there's so many people and and it's very discussion focused, mm-hmm. uh, discussion based and and uh yeah, but then for UCL, 
so thing is for you it for you sort of differs according to your department so i know my friends in for example in law they have um like there are seminars for every single module mm. um which means that they have maybe two or three seminars every week um mm-hmm. for us for psychology though we you only have one seminar a week um because the seminar is a overarching thing like it's it's just kind of your contact point with your personal tutor mm-hmm. and it's not for psychology specifically i would say compared to oxbridge it's just not as content based and not as content detailed because you basically get one for all the modules and and you basically have to cover like um all like the skills that you need for exam you know all the kind of soft skills and as well as clarify any mm, content see. that you want to yeah okay uh yeah just a small question before we move on right how big like is the seminar sessions usually like how many people oh. are there also for me it's 10 oh 10 yeah oh, that's a really yeah. small number wow yeah yeah okay so, so i said like it's, mm-hmm. i guess it's comparable to like the supervision yeah yeah definitely so basically like your professors will get to know you guys like kind of like almost one-on-one yeah so um they are also so for my department specifically they are also your personal tutors just because you have uh only one seminar Mm. so personal tutor meaning they're like in charge of you if you need like help academically you need help socially you just need help in school generally Mm. for them and then Every um every term they will have like a one on one um meetup to see how you're doing, how's your progress. I see, I see. Kind of thing. So that um that teacher will be the same as your seminar teacher, right? Yeah. But it changes every term. So oh, you have a okay. different teacher. I see, I see. So um I think maybe moving on from this, um we briefly mentioned about um you you know, you applying for Edinburgh, applying for um, Cambridge. So, how was the application process like for you back in you know JC? You know when everyone was just frantically you know studying for A levels and stuff. Like, how was the whole application process for you? It was. It was okay. It was manageable. I think the only thing that was kind of stressful was the Cambridge application process, yeah. just because it was at the same time as A levels. Mm. I basically didn't prepare. I didn't prepare for interviews. I didn't prepare for the mm. the written test. I basically flunked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but it it was okay. I think my school had a lot of resources. So I would mm. say, like, I think most JCs have quite a bit of resources. They look at your. They can help you look at your application. Mm. Um, like your your essays, your personal essays, um, and also like advise you if you're not sure what school you want to do or what course you want to do that kind of thing, right? Mm. Um, so I think in that sense, I felt like I had quite a bit of guidance, um, which was helpful. Uh, I mean, A-levels was quite stressful. Um, I, think, I think for UK, it's much less work than the US, um, mm. just because there's one personal essay and then you just, like personal statement, and then you submit it to all the schools you're applying for mm. uh, via UCAS. Um, and yeah, I would say like it, it was slightly stressful just because it coincided with A-levels, but I I feel like if I had to do it again, I would still have not prepared and still have focused on A levels just because yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it I feel like A level results were more important than getting into Cambridge. Honestly, honestly that's <laughs> that that's true because I mean 
you know, a lot of UK schools, they're so academically focused. Like, it's not really like US schools, you know, even if you, like, occasionally flung, like, one or two tests here and there, here or there, they'll still be like, oh, holistic application, you know, you're in. Yeah. But for UK schools, they're very much like, oh my god, get your A's. We want to see the A's. Yeah. 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 You know, it was a good choice, I guess. Yeah. For you. Yeah. So, um, okay, moving on from that topic, right, um, Let's talk about something that's a bit more chill, right? So how's the student life in UCL for you? I mean, I really enjoy the student life there. I think hmm. um, one decision that I did right was to stay in halls. To find out more about life in UCL, as well as Hazel's insights into the diverse career choices of a psychology student, do stay tuned for the next episode of the podcast. And to our audience, if you'd like to hear more of these stories, be sure to stay tuned to our future episodes of Unity, and if you'd like to connect with more seniors and learn more about all things related to studying overseas, do feel free to join our Unibridge community on Telegram. You can find the link to our Telegram group on our Instagram page at unibridge underscore SG, so be sure to give us a follow. We'll see you guys in the next episode of our podcast. Bye! Bye.